Hello, you beautiful probers. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to another episode of But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast hosted by two former MIBs. Oh, ah. We left because we felt you guys needed, nay, you guys deserved to know the truth about the extraterrestrial and whether or not you should prepare to probe them before they probe you. I'm your host for this week, Moonwalker, and as always, I'm joined by the grey one, Greybeard. How are you, Greybeard? I'm feeling spicy. Spicy? Like a jalapeno. On a steak. Now, without further ado, let's probe. Probe. We're taking a trip to Somerset today. Somerset? Somerset. To probe the case of Gabriella Versace. What? Versace? I think it's pronounced Versace. <laughs> oh, it's not some connection to the label. But no. Okay. But it's spelt differently. But you would pronounce it the same way. Yep. Not anything to do with Versace, but Gabriella Versace. <laughs> I'm already picturing someone in my head who likes is dressed top to tail in stylish designer clothes, <laughs> walking down a catwalk with shades. So it was October 16th, 1973, when Gabriella was driving along the motorway. In her sports car. Just past the exit for Langford Budville. It was early hours in the morning, around 2am. What she was doing driving at this time is anybody's guess. There were no other cars on the road, except for one vehicle that was ahead of her. This vehicle only had one headlight, and it would have been clearly going in the wrong direction for her to know that. I'm immediately suspicious. One headlight. That ain't no car. My motorbike has one headlight. Touché. But the light wasn't moving, so the thought of it driving towards her hadn't crossed her mind. What she did think, though, is maybe it had broken down. Spun around backwards, facing the wrong way, broken down motorcycle. As she got closer to the source of the light, she started to slow down, and then she noticed that what she thought was a broken down vehicle was not a broken down vehicle. All of a sudden, her lights cut out, her engine cuts out, everything. Mm -hmm. Scared, she managed to bring her car to a stop. Without any power, she brought it to a stop. Cars back then would still ro- still roll. She could have pulled the handbrake. Maybe she did, bringing it to a stop. I feel like if she... still have brakes as well. I feel like if she used the handbrake, it would have been worded differently. Came to a sharp stop. <laughs> <laughs> Scared the um, farm animals surrounding the road. Foot on the brake, slowed it down, come to a stop. Crashed into the white light. Pretty standard UFO fare, this isn't everything powers down. No radio, no engine, no lights, no nothing. All electricity out. Mm-hmm. Like an EMP burst. And it was in the 70s, the early 70s. So there was no mobile phone involved or anything of that nature. Nope. Did she even have a wristwatch? Who knows? I need to know whether time stopped. How do I know? Maybe she didn't have a wristwatch. Maybe she left her fancy Versace wristwatch at home. Damn you, Versace. The light was still a little ways ahead of her at this point. With the thought of being alone in a broken down car at 2am, her fright turned into sheer fear. Yeah, at that time people might think you've pulled over for a bit dogging. It's not the first thing that came to my mind, but uh, (laughs) okay, get. She made the decision to take the The keys... (laughs) The keys... (laughs) ...out of the car and exit the vehicle. Once out, she could hear a soft humming sound. As she stood listening, the sound got louder and louder. She looked around, trying to figure out where the sound was coming from, when she was pushed to the ground from behind. Oh no. 
As she turned, expecting to see an attacker, what she saw, you could argue, was more confusing and frightening. Standing over her was a tall, dark, metallic figure. Gabriella proceeded to lose consciousness, but before she did, the last thing she saw was multicoloured lights flickering in the background. Mmm, multicoloured lights in the background. Was she already on the ship at this point? Pushed to the floor. Yeah, but then she's losing consciousness. She might have actually not realised that that she'd already been taken and that the mysterious light she was seeing was inside a vehicle. We have an abduction case coming up. Abduction 101. When she awoke, they were standing in a field in front of a half-moon-shaped craft, glowing brightly in front of her. There were thick legs supporting the craft. The top was round and the the colour of the craft was silver grey. The craft also had a huge oblong shaped window in which she could see a bright yellow light glowing within. She later estimated that the craft was roughly 40 foot in width and 20 foot high and she started to hear the soft humming noise once again. This time she knew where it was coming from. It was the ship in front of her creating the noise. Once her situation dawned on her, she fainted yet again. She she ain't doing too well here, is she? She gets pushed to the ground and she's unconscious. Then she's unconscious again when she's standing up. I'm disappointed that the humming sound was the craft. I was hoping that it was going to be the metallic figure. He was just really jolly. (laughs) As he collects his Versace. (laughs) Metallic figure. So have you been to london or even to some other towns and see london <laughs> you know you get the street performers the metal man ah uh, yes <laughs> who stands there completely still and then you walk past the motherfucker <laughs> and he suddenly goes and <laughs> moves you like, i didn't do that i didn't do that those guys are heroes <laughs> maybe he's an alien what the statue guys yeah he's a metallic figure he's one of that was him scared you so maybe I was not scared. I was merely vocally exercising before (laughs) (laughs) recording an episode of this show. I'll take your word for that. You're such a taker. Of words. (laughs) Dick is a word. It's also a thing that I don't take. (laughs) Quite a big craft, 40 foot. Hmm. I wish we had... Sorry. I was about to say we're in Summerfield as well. Somerset. Somerset. We're in Summerfield. Summerfield's the (laughs) shop. We're in Somerset. Metallic figure has gone to get his lunch. So there's going to be a lot of like farmland there. Yeah. fields. Yeah. I'd just like to have a more detailed description of this metallic figure. Was he wearing a hat? Was he standing with a cane and both his legs were off the floor? So like he was just holding his weight via the cane? That'd be quite freaky to see. I don't want to see it. Go walk through London then. London! <laughs> is that what scared you? That's, that's what they do, isn't it? They what, stand, on a cane? <laughs> yeah, like for hours without moving. This time, when Gabriella awoke, she found herself within a strange room. There we go. Laying on a table. When she tried to get herself up, she realised that she couldn't. Not because she was weak or paralysed, oh. but because she was strapped down. Oh, She took a second and realised that a strange blanket had been put over her body. And then swiftly after that, she realised that she was naked. What's the first thing you're checking if you ever wake up naked on a table? (laughs) (laughs) My gonads. (laughs) I'm checking my private areas. I might even just have a little clinch to see if things feel normal down there. (laughs) I'm assuming if you get probed, it's probably going to feel different afterwards. Does it feel different afterwards? No. <laughs> Confirmation right there. 
No, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to check the private areas first, haven't you? Yep. So even if you've had like someone shoved up your nose, which would be really unpleasant, I'm still checking the private areas. Exactly. <laughs> Making sure I haven't had anything sewed on there or taken off there, inserted. Ugh. Move on. <laughs> my mind's going to some dark places. So... I'm checking my junk first. Yeah. As long as I'm not feeling pain from anywhere else. And then I'm checking to make sure that you haven't returned the favor and stolen my left nut to trade in for a car. Then my surroundings, you know, priorities. I wouldn't take your nut. That's my inner um, demon. <laughs> I was about to say, is this like a Pinocchio thing going on? <laughs> you lie and your stomach rumbles. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kev, have you ever been probed? No. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad Tommy didn't rumble there. Would have been amazing. However, Gabriella decided it would be a good idea to scan her surroundings. My tummy's got the rumblings. <laughs> Smart, sensible woman we're dealing with here. As she did, she noticed the tall, dark, metallic figure standing statuesque to one side. I really want to know what this bastard looks like. Dark metallic is so freaking generic a description. So this creature reminds me of one we had in a previous probe involving two friends that went fishing in Pascagoula. Ah. And also Starman from the Earthbound video game. He also appears in Smash Bros. as an assist trophy. I was going to say, the only reason I know what that is is because of Smash Bros. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a picture for you. So what if he looked like that? But did he look like that? Maybe he did. How tall? How wide? That's some big-ass feet. <laughs> his feet are bigger than his head. Well, I suppose that's to carry all the extra weight from being metal. Gotta have a good base of support. Oh, ah, I've just had a bit of a brainwave here. Metallic figure. What if it's not an outfit and this is actually... A metallic person so what, people a street have... performer from london <laughs> no what if either a civilization has begun advancing themselves um via bioengineering or Mario. what if matrix style computers have ended up taking over a civilization and have ended up becoming people themselves so kind there's a whole terminator-esque yeah so there's a whole race of basically robot-esque creatures out there which would make sense if you're traveling through the universe because flesh and bone is going to be quite vulnerable but if you're a metal creature you'd be less vulnerable or it's a suit. but then you're also going to be heavy which is why they've got such big feet to carry the extra load if that's a suit explain the feet for me base of support for, for what it's only a suit what if you've got to carry things? We don't have <laughs> giant feet to carry things, and we carry things. <laughs> For me, this sounded roughly Pascagoula-esque. Hmm. Like standing in the corner. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Maybe I've it's just a kind of got off bot. on a tangent because now in my head i'm thinking that if there are aliens visiting other planets and galaxies, they're probably going to be artificial intelligence kind of things. That makes a lot of sense. I'm in. Three men then entered the room. Each of them was roughly five foot tall. <laughs> I asked how tall they were. <laughs> All were wearing the same uniform. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> A light blue tunic. Ooh. Why is it always blue? Which means these guys came prepped to take on the water temple. They, they also had on elbow length gloves, an apron, <laughs> mask, and a skull cap. Oh. Do these things sound... S familiar to you greybeard 
I can't work out whether you're making Zelda references or whether this is actually what they look like with skull caps on. It's actually what they look like, okay. and I have thrown in the Zelda reference. Yeah, the Zelda reference is awesome. Obviously, I'm aware that, well, that, that sounds familiar. And but... also similar to previous probes. Mmm. The apron disturbs me, though. Yeah, why would you need an apron? Are you about to get some mess then... on you? What are they about to do? What if they've experimented before and... And they know where the, the mess has goes. thrown up. <laughs> Well, even that is disturbing in itself. Exactly. That's why you need an apron. (laughs) I'm thinking from the lady's perspective, this is a horrid thing to see. Oh, yeah. 100%. They're either going to cut some things off making mess, or they're going to do things to me that makes me make mess. But yeah, blue and aprons, we've come across that sort of thing. I don't know that we've come across a skull cap before. No. But crikey, even in our first one, they were wearing blue, weren't they? Huggins, Pascagola. Interesting. I think in the Lees. Was it Clayton and Donna? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Betty as well. Cannot remember her name. The one with the door. The forest door. <laughs> the South Park forest door. You need to go back and listen to our I show. <laughs> <laughs> I got fixated on this idea. Yes, that's yeah. the one. <laughs> okay, so we've got some recurring themes here. According to Gabriella, they resembled surgeons. These water temple surgeons started to place strange cubes on her body, which to her astonishment began to glow once they made contact. What the hell? What the hell? Why would they stick cubes on someone that glow? Tell me why. Maybe they're searching for something. The cubes searching? Or the cubes instead of having wires and everything attached to her which has her readings maybe when temperature drops or she starts to go into some sort of state the color of the cubes change so they have that as a reference maybe they're taking readings they don't have the same sort of equipment we do they've got little cube blocks that measure like pulse and maybe it's even like a mini x-ray or something alien-esque in that manner maybe it's an odd thing to add to a tale of abduction isn't it cubes I'm more more inclined to believe the person believes what they're saying when it's got less typical details. They're very, I was about to say odd, but they're not your normal things that yeah. have happened to you. Like, if someone's just making up a story, they might say that they were operated on and they'd talk about it as if how humans operate on them. Whereas if you're saying that a cube was placed on you, that's outside of your realm of basic knowledge, isn't it? Okay. Whilst these men were carrying out their tests, procedures, Gabriella noticed that their eyes were shaped differently. They appeared to be more rounded than human eyes, and they seemed to lack any form of emotion. They would look at each other in acknowledgement and nod every now and then, but they never spoke or made a sound. Other than the humming. (laughs) That came from the ship, though. I know. However, when one of them noticed that she kept looking towards the tall grey figure, which was motionless, almost as if it was switched off. Frickin' robot, see? One of the men informed her that it was a trained retrieval device. Its job was to bring them specimens to examine and study. Mm. The man spoke perfect English, however. Gabriella couldn't see his face mask move when he spoke, and eerily, he didn't blink. She noted that his movements seemed calculated and deliberate, as if to move unnecessarily would be to waste movement altogether. So he's like a giant sloth. Doesn't move unless it's completely necessary. That is true, yeah. I I started chuckling when you were reading through that a little bit, because it hadn't occurred to me that it was weird that the man spoke perfect English. (laughs) (laughs) You were like... 
Yeah, and um, what? Well, oh shit! He speaks <laughs> English. <on>. He's speaking <laughs> English. That's unusual. <laughs> or maybe he learnt it from his previous visits. Maybe she says they took samples from her too: nail, skin, and blood. Oh no! Her blanket was then removed, and she was then prodded and probed. Not in the bad way. There's a good way. Um, like testing reflexes. Uh, okay. And it was done with a pencil-like device, a large black suction device. <laughs> Was placed over her groin. You said not in a bad way! <laughs> she no. doesn't recall feeling any pain or discomfort throughout the ordeal, but she does remember feeling cold throughout, which was rectified once they'd finished, as a blanket was put over her, which began to warm her up. So she's basically had, what is it, a colostomy? Who knows? She's had shit sucked out of... Oh, hold on. I was about it doesn't to say, say her arsehole, and no. I've looked at it from a man's perspective. This is a lady. Oh, they could have done, like, reproductive experimental shit here oh three men then left the room as she turned to watch them leave she caught a glimpse of a purple light beginning to flash on the metallic being but it didn't move powers coming back on ready to slip her back into the earth mr retrieval device why didn't she feel any pain or discomfort they've taken skin samples so they've scraped off that must hurt blood samples and then they've sucked something out of her potentially maybe they've used some kind of anesthetic on her maybe that's what the crystals did they put one over every limb and there's only three placed on her maybe she was missing an arm Do we find out what was sucked out of her later? No. Okay. I feel bad for her. That's quite a horrific ordeal. Mm -hmm. How did she know they were men? Probably. Is she herself making assumptions? Yeah. Because someone's experimenting on her. Oh, that has to be a man. Well, maybe they're shaped similar to men. And one did speak to her in perfect English. Yeah, but again, this is an alien species. Yeah, you wouldn't know, but you're just going off of what you... Yeah already know males might sound like females females like might sound like males they might not even have gender precisely she couldn't see emotion in their eyes maybe they show emotion through their movement or lack thereof maybe they communicate it telepathically hmm Hmm. now here is where there are two different versions of events from this point one in where she either falls asleep or passes out again and then wakes up to find herself standing next to her car and i'm going to put a disclaimer out because this next bit is a little bit harrowing oh no not too long after the men had left the room one of them returned from behind her he walked to the bottom of the table and lifted the bottom of the blanket and stared at her i don't look down there she felt that something bad was about to happen so tried to struggle and free herself the man took a small pin and placed it on her leg which caused her whole body except her head to go numb He then emotionlessly raped her. She says that she felt discomfort again, which is understandable, but she didn't feel any pain. The other men then came into the room and released her. As she looked down, she saw her clothes laying on the floor and then she passed out again. That was grim. When she woke up, she was stood by her car fully clothed. Just distraught, she then drove herself home. Once they'd gone... Whatever was interfering with the car had stopped, so the car was able to start. Hmm. Yeah. And again, there's two different accounts of what happened there. Obviously, one is absolutely horrid. Yeah. I don't want to ask any questions about that bit. Thomas E. Bullard, an author and UFO researcher, believes that there's apparent discrepancies in the account 
that he does believe that something happened that night. Bullard has done some notable work published within the following organisations. MUFON UFO Journal, mm-hmm. the Journal of American Folklore, Journal of UFO Studies and also the 1999 MUFON UFO Symposium. So it's not like he's a nobody plucked off the streets to give his account. Quite prolific within the UFO community. Mm-hmm. So are you going to get into what the discrepancies are? No. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to tell me there's discrepancies, but you're not going to tell me what they are. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so because I couldn't find what his discrepancies yeah, were. Okay. Only that he says there are some, but he believes something happened. I mean, it's quite a disturbing story. And I hate to think as to what the alternatives could be if something did happen to her that night. And she's conceptualised it (laughs) in her own mind in a less disturbing way to her, which is still bloody disturbing. Mm -hmm. Do we know much about her? No. Mm. I hope there's going to be a light at the end of this tunnel. This very same night, across the pond near Gardenvale, Alabama, around the exact same time to be precise, something similar happened to a teenage girl and her mother as they were driving home. Oh no. The two were driving home from a dance around 8pm when they noticed a huge, brightly lit green object hovering above the highway just in front of them. They drove past it, but then they were overcome with fear when they realised that the object was following them. Their fear turned to sheer panic when the object went over them and landed in front blocking their way but blocking their way is not all it did as it made its descent it cut the power to their car completely rendering them helpless these mother truckers better run the teenage girl blacked out but the last thing she remembers seeing and feeling before it was a bright light shining within the car and a sense of feeling heavy and she came to her mother was frantically trying to restart the car right whatever happened to them i really hope they can't remember it is that worse? I suppose at least if you remember it, you can deal with it. Mm, I was about to say you could, but some people might not be able to deal with it. Mm, I really hope that like Captain McRape wasn't roaming around this area this night and has just attacked several women. Well, one was in the UK, one was in America. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Alabama and Somerset. That's, that's a real busy Captain McRape. <laughs> at the exact same time? <laughs> Jesus, he's got around. Okay, so, mm, on the same night. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not beyond the realms of normality. I was about to say, if you're saying that someone can get from some No, no, to... no, no, just that two people on different sides of the world have had a bad oh. experience on the same night. Yeah. That's not bonkers in itself. I'm not sure if I want to know where this story's about to go. <laughs> so they must have believed that something happened and that the young girl didn't just pass out due to fear. So they did what the majority of abductees do and underwent hypnotic regression therapy. Once the vehicle had stopped, a tall figure approached the car. There were still other cars on the road, but they had also stopped and the passengers seemed docile and uninterested, as if they'd been Jedi mind tricked into staying calm and not giving a fluck. Then three small humanoids appear next to the car and she was floated out of the car and into the object. Inside she found herself laying on a table, unable to get up from it. And she says that she saw another girl in the room on another table. She remembers the three humanoids around the table, but the last definitive memory she has is one of the beings inserting a needle into her torso. When she awoke, it was to her mother frantically trying to start the car. But in front of them, 
the glowing object had disappeared. So in today's probe, we have the main story of Gabriella Versace and her abduction, and then one in America which takes place at the same time. Are these two separate events linked only by chance, or was this a planned attack? Ew, what a vile set of events to remember, Mm. let alone experience. Gosh, because it is so grim, I kind of don't want to speak ill of those involved, which is difficult because you kind of want to know more about the people involved to ascertain their credibility. Had they had difficult lives? What did they go on to do after these events? It's kind of like to... I could tell you this story right now about just a random person I've made up in my head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing to anchor it down in reality. Where did this story come from? Which one? Or both. Was it just published in newspapers at the time? Or Yes. I'm wondering whether one somehow got wind of the other and then shared a similar story, or whether this is completely by chance two people have had a very similar event, or perceived that they've had a very similar event. Do you think dream sharing is a thing? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but tell me more. I'm just asking. No, I don't. I think people can have similar dreams, but I don't believe that you can be in the same dream as someone. Like, I could have a dream with you in it, but you wouldn't necessarily be really in it. But what if I was? (laughs) You've been in my dreams. (laughs) If so, why are you always hiding in the cupboard? (laughs) Maybe I don't want you to know I'm there. (laughs) Then spot me each time. If you were in someone else's dream, you'd be quite vulnerable, wouldn't you? Because you're in their dream, so they have dream magic powers, whereas you're just a person there. But how do you know it's not you that have pulled them into yours? I mean, literally, like, you share. (laughs) Yeah, so you don't know who's the predominant dreamer. This is like Inception. (laughs) (laughs) Your subconscious is going to start attacking people. I guess that's how you know whose dream it is. (laughs) Whoever starts getting attacked. (laughs) They don't belong there. For me, what was, I wouldn't say weird, but it's the fact that in the second one, she says she saw someone else. Yeah. There. I thought so too. Was that the person from the first one beside her? But then the person in the first one says, doesn't mention seeing anyone. And she looked around. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's true. And no mention of what happened to the mum. Was she taken as well? Why was she frantic? Mm-hmm. And oh. then maybe it was all in a split second. So time had stopped. Yeah. Ultimately, like I said, I don't think there's enough to ground this story. It could just be a story that someone's told to someone else over a campfire, for example. There's no evidence or facts to grasp onto, though it certainly is interesting. I'm not saying that it was aliens, but it's creepy. I'm going to agree. I initially thought it was proper weird how she does say that she sees someone else in the room and then we have the whole story before it Mm. but again it was like the first one like i said looked around the room there was no mention of seeing anyone else nothing like that and some of the details are it's one of these things where it could be real and it's the same group of aliens that are abducting people Mm -hmm. but the fact that we've said all these other ones before aren't aliens i can't then turn (laughs) around and say because they have the same signatures as the others that it's real i yeah i just can't i think they went through two harrowing experiences and this is what has manifested in their mind and to be fair there could be a tv show or something that was out at the time that depicted aliens in those suits 
and as a your subconscious is just going to grab whatever it yeah is similar god was it really similar but was it war of the worlds that had the metallic figures it's definitely an old alien film or the day the earth stood still day the earth stood still mm, yeah good point and we know from betty and barney hill that ufo stories such as this became part of pop culture yeah there you have it probers this week's probe is fundamentally a no and at points it was fun to probe (laughs) points it was very dark and at others it was extremely dark join us next week as we probe into another extraterrestrial case and maybe just maybe we'll have some real evidence stay safe and remember the truth is up there hash tag 